This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, welcome everyone to the Shur on Hilchot Sefer Torah. Today we're discussing the laws of a Sefer Torah. And it's probably the last mitzvah in the whole Torah. Tell me if I'm wrong. Last mitzvah in the Torah is the mitzvah to write a Sefer Torah. It's the last mitzvah in the Torah. Right? You will write the words of this song. Tashira Hazot, the song. What is the song? So Rabbi has explained, it's not just talking about the song of Hazinu, it's talking about the whole Torah. The whole Torah is called a song. Why is the Torah called a song? Because the answer is because just like a song is something you sing by heart, the Torah should be learnt like a song. When a person learns Torah, they should sing it. They should sing it. Why? Because it's a song, you're going to remember it better. So therefore the Torah comes with ta'amim, and you sing the Torah, and it aids the memory. So it's a mitzvah that I say, this is a shulchan aruch, in siman, ayin resh. It's not resh ayin, it's ayin resh, why? Because resh ayin is ra, evil. So we don't, so you switch around. Because ayin resh is air, which is awake. Mm-hmm. Awake. Mitzvah that I say, al kol ish Israel, ikhtov lo sefer Torah. Every single Jew, male Jew, every single male Jew has an obligation to write a sefer Torah. Every single male Jew. Right? What does that mean? That means you should be a... Sofer. Or hire a Sofer. Mm. You have to either <coughs> be the Sofer, or you have to hire the Sofer and pay him, and then, when you finish it off, it's like you wrote it. Mm. If you finish off a Torah, it's like you wrote a Torah. Baruch Hashem. If you're a Sofer, you get opportunities to finish a Torah. It's amazing, because there's mistakes. If you fix the mistake, and you make that Torah kosher, it's just like you wrote it. Mm. Thank, thank God, Baruch Hashem. That's a gift. That's why it's good to be a sofer. Because you get the merit of fixing the Torah, you get the merit of making that Torah. The Torah is valid now. It's kosher. We had a few years ago, we had a brand new sefer Torah. It was brand new. It was checked by a computer. And the guy's reading it. Luckily, he was very honest. I said, huh? It's a im. No, he's reading ad. Im, ad, im, ad. Let's have a look at it inside. <laughs> look inside. It's wrong. Wow. One letter wrong. It's a mem instead of a dalit. And I had the zahut of, of fixing it. Beautiful hmm. Sefer Torah. So, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. But that's easy. It's easy. If you're a Sefer, you get opportunities every day to fix the Sefer Torah. You fix the Sefer Torah, you made it kosher. It's like you wrote it. So every single Jew, every single male Jew, has a mitzvah from the Torah to lechtov lo Sefer Torah. To write for himself a Sefer Torah. Afilu hinichu lo avotav. Even though his ancestors left him a Torah. My grandfather left me a Sefer Torah. That's not mine, it's in the family. Mm-hmm. But I don't do my mitzvah from inheriting a Torah. It's got to be written by you. You've got to write it yourself. You have it written by yourself. <coughs> so even though you inherited a Sefer Torah, you're not Yotze, the mitzvah of having a Sefer Torah. You have to have your own Sefer Torah. Mitzvah lechtov mishelo. You should write it from his own money. He's not allowed to sell it. You write your Sefer Torah, that Sefer Torah is your Sefer Torah, and you're not allowed to sell that Sefer Torah to others. Even a person has many Sefer Torah. This was very common in the Far East for Jews who were very you know, wealthy and had tons of Sefer Torah. Remember the room of Ashul was full and it must be 40, 50 Sefer Torahs. Hmm. And, then, and in the old Shul there must be hundreds of Sefer Torah. Because every single person had a Sefer Torah. As soon as a child was born they would write a Sefer Torah for the child. Wow. In his name. 
So every single Jew has to have their own Sefer Torah, especially in those days where they never had books. It says the Arizal would learn Shnai Mikra Vechat Targum from the Sefer Torah. He'd read the Mikra from the Sefer Torah itself. So in those days, the books were not available. So you have your own Sefer Torah to read from, to learn from. You're not allowed to sell it. Even if he has many Sefer Torah, that means he inherited his grandfathers from both sides. He got one from his mother's father, one from his father's father. Nevertheless, he has to write his own Sefer Torah. He's even not allowed to sell an old Sefer Torah to buy a new Sefer Torah. For two reasons he's allowed to sell a Sefer Torah. Number one is to learn Torah. And number two is to get married. Then he's allowed to sell a Sefer Torah. So there's a famous question. There's a Rabbi Suleiman Sasson, very, very wealthy family from England, who were supporters of the Parakya Sef Yeshiva in the old city. The Parakya Sef Yeshiva is very, very famous. Parak Yeshiva. All the great Sephardic rabbis came from Parakya Sef, Avadi Yosef, Rabbi Tzuna Bashaul, Rabbi Ezra Atiyah was Rosh Shiva, and he was a big supporter of Parakya Sef. And he had all manuscripts belonging to the Rambam. Imagine the Rambam's own hands. So all the manuscripts from the Cairo Geniza. He bought it, he's, he's, the, he's a big collector of manuscripts. So he asked that question, can I sell the manuscripts of the Rambam in order to support the yeshiva? Mm. And they quoted this halakha, you're allowed to sell a seven Torah to teach Torah, to learn Torah. So he sold them, and he gave the money to the yeshiva. Amazing. So that's a practical application. If you have people who are learning Torah and they need books, or they need something to learn Torah, you're allowed to sell a seven Torah. So, but normally we're talking about where you own the Sefer Torah and you yourself need to learn Torah. Your children need to learn Torah. You can't afford Yeshiva tuition. What do you do? Are you allowed to sell a Sefer Torah? The answer is yes. The person says, I need to pay for my wedding. I need to do this and do that to get married. <coughs> Can I sell a Sefer Torah? The answer is yes. What's the use of a Sefer Torah when you can't get married? What's the use of a Sefer Torah when you can't have children? So you need to have children. You need to have learn, learn Torah as well. So learning Torah is the key. If he has nothing else to sell. So obviously, it's a priority is the cemetery is the last thing you sell. You don't sell the cemetery first. You have furniture, you have a house, sell property. You sell it. Okay. So the remark comes and adds a third reason to sell a cemetery. That is, if you have to redeem captives. And that's the whole this discussion. When you're allowed to redeem captives. <coughs> You're not, to, you're not allowed to redeem captives. We're going to see the whole discussion about when are you allowed to redeem captives. You can't pay more than they're worth. You can't do it to encourage them to take more captives. We're going to talk about. But if it's a case where the only way to redeem the captive is through selling the you're allowed to sell the Torah. Sachal Osef Sofer, he hired a Sofer, to write a Sefer or she can or he bought a sevetora vuayam and had mistakes. Vigiho and he corrected it. So he bought a sevetora which had mistakes and he corrected it. It's as if he wrote it. But if he bought it and he didn't fix it, it's like he's. He snatched a mitzvah from the marketplace. <coughs> okay, then you got seven cents. Doesn't fulfill the obligation. So we have to understand. So, what if Dokkin said, He bought an old Sevetora. 
ולא הגיע בו, he didn't fix it. In other words, it was, it was correct already. Fixed. It was fixed. It's like he bought it. So he's getting a cheap price. It's like he snatched it from the marketplace. <coughs> okay, let's just look into this. So number one. So it's a mitzvah that says to write a sematurah, And now you will write the words of this song. Which, what is the song? The song is the whole Torah and to the end of the song of Hazinu. That's why it's called the song. So this is, uh, he brings down this last halakha we just read. A person who buys a Sefer Torah from the marketplace. So it's as if he snatched it from the marketplace. If he changed it or he fixed it in one letter, it's like he got it from Har Sinai. So you buy a, a Sefer Torah secondhand. You know, it's, how do you, how are you Yosef Sefer Torah? And the answer is you've got to hire a software who writes it for you. But here it wasn't written for him. It was there. It was written for someone else and he bought it secondhand. Chotef Mitzvah Minashuk. That's like rubbing, snatching a mitzvah from the marketplace. He's not Yotze hmm. unless he fixes it in some way. He's got to fix it. He's Magiai, he checks it. So either check it or fix it. Even if it's completely right, if he has it checked, then it's like his sepatora. He li- it's like he bought the sepatora. So it's such a big difference, right? It's like he snatched it from the marketplace, or uh, <coughs> if he wrote it, he fixed it, Kibla Mehasinai. Big difference, massive difference. The difference is that he invested in it. If he's invested in it, he changed it, he fixed it, then it's his. Perash Nemuki Yosef. If you, if you snatch a mitzvah, you don't have as much reward. Mm. Since he didn't struggle to write it. Look at this. And the Midrash Adin can accuse the person. The Midrash Adin, imagine. Imagine there's a court case in Shamayim, and Shamayim they're saying the reason why he has a Sefer Torah is not because he, he worked for it, he didn't struggle for it, because it came easy for him. So if he hired a Sefer, it's much higher level. He hires a Sefer too. Or if he buys a second-hand Sefer Torah, and he has a Magia, he has someone to check it through, and he, or he checks it through. Then he's Yotze. That's Kiru Kibla Mesinai. So the Midat Rachamim. This is very strange. This is brought down Halakha. This Midat Adin, Midat Rachamim. Midat Rachamim can say, since he spent so much time fixing the seven Torah, he would have even have gone to Har Sinai to get it. That's, imagine, that's how much trouble you've got to go. Mm-hmm. Would this man have gone to Har Sinai to, to get the seven, seven Torah? <laughs> <laughs> So the fact that he paid so much money, the fact that he hired a uh, software to do it, or he did it himself, and spent so much time and effort, he says, Hashem, look, he would have even gone to Hasi Nai to get the Torah. Amazing, that's amazing. And a person who fixes even one letter, he says he wrote the whole thing. Because can say, he fixed, just like he fixed this one, he had a lot of mistakes. He would also fix it. Okay. So this is the Taz. The Taz is bringing this down. And uh, interesting, the laws of a Sefer Torah are in 
in Menachot. Masechet Menachot. Why is it in Sefer Menachot? It's interesting. We just learned this last week. Interesting in the Mishnah, because the Mishnah talks about things which stop other things from being uh, valid. So the Mishnah says, if one letter of the Sefer Torah is missing, the whole Sefer Torah is possible. So that's in Menachot. And that's where the Gemara of all about laws of Sefer Torah are in Menachot. Hmm. So it's interesting. There's, there's two, three Mishnah, you know, which, if this, for example, if the Menorah is missing one, one of the uh, Kanim, one of the branches of the Menorah, whole Menorah is possible. If the Kohen lit six lights of the Menorah instead of seven, whole lighting is possible. So over here, there it brings down if one letter is missing from the... If one letter of the Mezuzah is missing as well, it brings down over there in that Mishnah. So it's, where is that Mishnah of Shasebet Torah? Laws of Mezuzah and Laws of Torah in Menachot. Can you of all places? In the fifth chapter. Okay. So now we come to a very important Rosh, Rabbi Asher, which we're going to see over here. Ha'idna, this is Shukran, continues, and see if Ha'idna, today, in today's day and age, mitzvah lechtov kumshe Torah. There's no mitzvah to write a Torah today, this is the Rosh. It's a mitzvah to write a Chumash. So in those days, where they never had printed Chumash, what they do, they had Chumash, what's a Chumash? Chumash is, each book of the Torah is written on a separate scroll. Mm which makes it easier to learn, because a Sefer Torah is very, very heavy. It's hard to manage. So what they did is they wrote Bereshit on one scroll, Shemot on one scroll, Vayikra on one scroll, Bamidbar on one scroll, and the Bari on one scroll. So you have Humashim. That's what the original Humash. So, so the Rosh says, today, the mitzvah is to write Humash, and Mishnah, and Gemara. It's in the... He's not allowed to sell them unless he needs to learn Torah, but he's Saisha. Get married. Two reasons to sell us Torah. Both these reasons apply also to these books he's writing. So in those days before, today it's very easy. You go and buy a, a Chumash, according to the Rosh, you fill the mitzvah of writing a Torah. Because what's the purpose of writing a Torah? It's to learn. So if you buy Sfarim to learn, it's like you bought a Torah. Mm. It's a little bit of, of the mitzvah of Torah. So just to buy a Sefer Torah, put it in the Arona Kodesh, not such a big mitzvah, because you're not learning from it. But to buy a Sefer, which you're going to learn from, that's the mitzvah of Sefer Torah. That's the opinion of the Rosh. And it has the, all the stringencies of a Sefer Torah. You cannot sell it, except for two things. Number one, for the sake of learning Torah. Number two, is for the sake of getting married. So let's look at the Shach over here. Does that have to be for you yourself getting married, or are they for paying for somebody else? It says for you. Yeah. It's your Sefer Torah. You can only sell it for yourself to get married. Ha'idna, today's day and age, Katev Aprisha, this is what the Rosh is really saying. She'a mitzvah rasen e'ma'a dafka be'elu, v'lo be'sefer Torah. Today the mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah applies only to a chumash and to books you learn from. That's the Rosh. Mm-hmm. So even though the Torah says to write a Sefer Torah, that was in those days. When they learned the oral law, not from a book. But today they're learning oral law from the book. So even buying a Mishnah or Gemara is the same as writing. Okay. So today there's a header to write the books in the pages 
כל אחד בפני עצמו, אם כן, למה לנו לזלזל בכבוד ספר תורה? Why should we just waste? Look at this, לזלזל בכבוד ספר תורה. You take out ספר תורה to learn from today, it's זלזול. It's a disgrace for the ספר תורה. An individual goes to the Torah and takes out a Sefer Torah and, and to learn from it. It's a little Sefer Torah. Hmm. It's not normal to learn from a Sefer Torah. It's like, you don't want to learn from a Sefer Torah. It's so expensive. You don't ruin a Sefer Torah. So the fact you're taking it out to learn from, you have other books to learn from. So in those days, when you learn from the Sefer Torah directly, it's a bit of a Torah and Sefer Torah. However, today, where it's a zilzul to, write, uh, to learn from a Sefer Torah, there's no, then there's no mitzvah to write it. So mitzvah to write is dependent on the mitzvah to learn it. If you're going to learn from it, write it. You're not going to learn from it. What are you going to learn from? You're going to learn from Chumashim, learn from Chumash, write a Chumash. You're going to learn from the Gemara, learn from the writing Gemara. So leka behem mitzvah to say. There's no positive mitzvah to write a Sefer Torah. Okay, and b'chein nirei ikar. So Rashach says, Halacha seems to be like the Rosh. Wow. However, the Beit Yosef, look at Beit Yosef Abach. The Beit Yosef Abach writes, no. She katvu shedat ha-rosh devada ikam mitzvat aseh. She katvu shedat ha-rosh devada ikam mitzvat aseh. That even the Rosh agrees there is a mitzvah today even to write a Sefer Torah. Ela sheyesh gam ke mitzvah lektov chum she Torah. But there's also a mitzvah of writing a chumash. A mishnah, a shas, a perashim. In other words, don't say there's no mitzvah to write a today. That's the first opinion. The Prisha says there's no mitzvah to write a today. The mitzvah is to write books you learn from. You don't learn from the Torah, don't write it. However, the Beit Yosef and the Bach say no. There's a mitzvah to write a Torah, as well as to get hold of the other books as well. There's two aspects of mitzvah to write a Torah. One aspect is that you own it, and the other aspect is you're learning. So learning you can do with other books, but... Owning a Sefer Torah is a very big mahala. Every Jew should have their own Sefer Torah. That's amazing. So that's, that seems to be the halakha for most people. Uh, there's still a mitzvah to write a Sefer Torah, and there's still a mitzvah to get your own books. You have to learn your own books, and you have to make sure you have a Sefer Torah written for you. So that's a very hard mitzvah. It is very, very expensive. But you know, you can find today... Between a chumash, you buy a chumash at five books, and one piece... As opposed to a Torah, I, I don't understand why you would, why it's not kabbal uh, to read the Torah and learn from parchment. Because the Torah is very, very holy, and by taking it, you shouldn't take it out in vain. So the question is like, today I can learn from a Chumash, why take out a Sefer Torah? It's like moving it in vain, it's like for no reason. I can learn, I might uh, damage it, I might, uh, my coffee may spill on it. You don't, you don't take it out a Sefer Torah for nothing. So today we just take out a Sefer Torah for the sake of reading in public. That's it. So now if I take it out for my own purposes, it's like zilzul. It's like, I don't need to take it out. So why am I taking it out? Just lowering the level of holiness. So it's better to use a chumash. If you have a choice of learning from a chumash or learning from a Sefer Torah, you learn from the chumash. You don't take out a Sefer Torah for no reason. It's like a zilzul. It's like a lowering its honor. Anyway, so let's go, let's go back. We have a machloket today. The Rosh came along and he said, today the mitzvah is to write Chumashim, to write Gemarot, to write Mishnah, Mishnayot. That's the mitzvah today. So now we have Machloket. Prisha says, according to this Rosh, there's no mitzvah to write a Torah today. The mitzvah is to write books you're going to learn from. However, the Beit Yosef and the Bach say, no, even today, the mitzvah to write both. You have a mitzvah to have a Sefer Torah, and you have a mitzvah to have the other books as well. 
So that's the harder level. Imagine you can have both. You can have a Sefer Torah. So now, the Sefer Torah costs a fortune. What, how do you get a Sefer Torah? The answer is there's many Sefer Torah available which are secondhand. But as you know, in buying a secondhand car, mm. there are many kinds of secondhand. So it's very important to be an expert. You want to buy a secondhand Sefer Torah, you have to have an expert with you. Yeah. So you have to make sure that you know what you're doing. Otherwise, you can get, you can get ripped off completely. But you didn't write it. Huh? You didn't write it. Doesn't matter. If you fix it or you have it checked, it's as if you wrote it. So that's, it. that's the, a very easy way out, but you've got to know what you're doing. You've got to take it with you a software who knows what he's doing. You ask him, listen, how much is this avatar really worth? How much will it cost for, me, for you to uh, check it for me and fix it for me? And then you'll figure it out if you can afford it. It's worthwhile. It's like anything else. So it's very, very important. I had a guy here. He, he, has, he found his aunt's sepitor. He got his aunt's sepitor. He had to pay for it. Because his aunt was thrown out of the house and all her property was confiscated. Wow. So now they sell. They put all the property in. A, you don't even know what's inside. They sell you a, a box, basically. Storage, because the storage company had it. And they sold the whole box. And in it, he found the sepitor. So he was hoping the sepitor would pay for the whole box. But it didn't. It wasn't that well kept. Had a lot of mistakes. They're trying to sell it. Very hard. Mm. Very hard to, it's very hard to buy a, to sell a sepitor, which is not very well kept and very hard to fix. So number one is it is it mashuach? Mashuach means the old times in the old sepitors they put paint. No, lot of. They put paint on top of the sepitor to make it look white, white, and they would write on the paint. So number one is a big question mark: is the paint is the hefsek? Rabbi Yosef said paint is not hefsek. Why? Because the paint becomes absorbed in the parchment. It's not hefsek. But if you write paint, you can't fix it because if you, every time you take off the layer, you see the dark layer of parchment. Mm. So it's got splotches all over. Not a good idea. So, but going to know. We have one here, by the way. We have an old sepitora here, which was given to us, but it's painted. So that's, it's very hard to fix. Yeah, you can see it. It's very easy to rub off as well. So when buying a sepitora, you want to do, a person wants to do this mitzvah, you have to get a reliable software to come with you to check which sepitora should I buy. And there are people who make their money buying and selling sepitoras, old sepitoras. But how, if we just learned that you can't sell a sepitora other than to, you yeah. know, for so you got two reasons, two reasons. Enough. The guy says, listen, I've got to send my kids to Yeshiva, I only have a Sevator. Sell your Sevator. I only have, uh, I want to get married, but I can't afford it. So sell your Sevator. No problem. Sell your Sevator. So you're selling your Sevator. Are you going to buy it? Depends on the quality. Depends on how much you want. Depends on, you can fix it, if it's fixable. Sometimes the guy dies and he leaves your Sevator. So if, you, if, a, if your grandparent leaves your Sevator, it's not really your Sevator. Until, unless you fix it and you do something, you have to invest in it. Okay, we're moving on. And Kodvim Sevetorah al Or, the Behemah We cannot write a Sevetorah on a non kosher animal. It's got to be on parchment from a kosher animal. So, when you mean kosher animal, it doesn't have to be slaughtered kosher. It's got to be from a kosher variety of animal. It's got to be written. It's got to be written on the kosher varieties of animals. For example, cows, goats, sheep, uh, deer. All these are kosher varieties of animals, even wild animals, and it's kosher. But it cannot be written on even birds. Can't write on birds. We're going to come to even kosher birds. We don't write on birds. Why? The holes. You pull out the feather. You got a hole over there. You can't write it. It's got full of holes. And we can't write on fish. Why? Smells. Stinks. Yeah. Fish skin is probably the kabbalistically. We're going to see. Well, the bird skin is very, very good. It's right, but you can't. Practically, you can't because it's full of holes. Fish? Yeah, that's right. It's dirty, it's filthy, it smells. Okay, let's just read it. 
So, number one is, you're allowed, he says, you're allowed to write a sevetra on the skin of a kosher animal, kosher wild animal, and kosher bird. Kosher bird. But just practically, you can't write it. It's impossible. But you're not right to write on things which are tame. You can't write on a, on a fish. Even if it's a kosher fish. But he doesn't say it because it stinks, smells. So the only thing you can write on is the leather from a kosher variety species of animal. So even a wild animal, so like a deer. And you can tell the parchment, you can tell. If you look at the parchment, you can tell where it's from. If you're an expert on parchment, you'll know where the parchment's from. Now, even if the animal itself was a nevela, died by itself, so you find a deer, dead deer, on the, on the highway. You can, you can skin it, <laughs> you can skin it, and, and kosher, make it kosher for parchment. Doesn't have to be the shmah? The kosher, yes. The, the, the parchment has to be made in shmah. But the killing does not have to be done. It can be a dead any any dead animal. Could you kosher variety of animal? Even a trefa. You shacked it in, you found uh, the lungs had a hole in it. Still kosher, the skin's still kosher. The skin is kosher for a separate So it's only once you start the process of making it. It's only the processing after the skinning. It has to be done in Shema, the shame separate Or the shame mezuzah, or the shame megillah. So what is the highest level? There's three levels. The lowest level is quickly Megillah. Second level is Nezuzah. <laughs> and Sefer is the highest level. To fill in. To fill in, right. So you have you have Mezuzah, you have Megillah, Mezuzah, Tefillin, and Sefer Then it's very easy, right? The more God's names, the holier it is. Mm. So Sefer is the, is the highest. Why? Kiddusha is the measurement of Hashem's name. What makes something holy is God's name. So the more God's names you have, I've seen like does anyone make that like write a full anymore? Like just uh, no. I've seen like a haftarah. What we have, like, a haftarah. Does that have any sign in it? It's not kosher. It's not kosher. It doesn't be written on parchment. It can be written on a book yeah. on paper. Yeah. Only laws of sevetorah, parchment, stam, hilchot stam, sevetorah, tefillin, and megillah. Megillah also has to be written ideally on parchment. Megillah has all the laws of a sevetorah. So even a trefa, even a nevela, you can write it after. However, Sarikshiu are wrote Mubadim Aliday Israel. The leather's gotta be worked by Jews. The shame, Sevatura. For the sake of Sevatura. So they gotta they gotta be done, they gotta be put. They take the leather, they put in this in this chemical mixture which makes the leather tanned, tanned the leather. And that's going to be put in there by a Jew for the sake of Shem Sevetra. Shomar Betchilat. He's going to say at the beginning. Hare Anim Abid Shem Sevetra. I'm working this leather for the sake of the mitzvah of Sevetra. Now, now we have a machlov between the Rambam and the Rosh. That's the opinion of the Rambam. That's Shukhan Aruch, opinion of the Rambam. The Rosh came along, and this brought down by the Ramah. If the non Jew did it and a Jew is standing there, <coughs> who drops the parchment into the, in the chemical? Rambam says a Jew has to drop it. He has to do it himself and say l'shem mitzvah sevetorah. The Rosh says a non-Jew can do it as long as a Jew is standing over there. Israel omed al gabav, and the Israel says l'shem mitzvah sevetorah. The non-Jew can put it in. 
because yeah, it's hard to find strong Jews who like to work with these things, like kind of work with the raw, raw leather and put it into the mixture. The Jews don't like doing these physical labors, so therefore it's easier to find a non-Jew, and the Jew is there watching, and he's a mashkiach, and he says, okay, put it in, I'll say the words. So that's a machloket over here between the Sephardi and Ashkenazim. So you buy a cemetery for a Sephardi, why it's a It's very hard to find. You've got to find the kosher leather, kosher parchment for a Sephardi. It's very important, it's very hard to keep on tabs of who did what and who made the leather and you've got to know which factories make the leather and which specifications made to, made to it's like going to a restaurant today is it bit yourself meat, is it not bit yourself meat so is it leather made for Sephardim leather not, imagine was the parchment made for Sephardim, what do you mean made for Sephardim did the Arab put it in the thing or did the Jew put it in it's very simple but it's hard to find, you've got to know, you've got to know what they're looking for they've got to have reliable people to look out for them because you can have a beautiful cemetery, but you don't know if the parchment was made specs of the Rambam or specs of the Rosh. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.